Introducing Kaleidogos, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work, and our friends anonymously, of course. And so after when she like had this like fucking weird conversation with Ratman and she found out, you know, he had a fucking rat and he's pretty sure he spoke French and he loved writing and blah, 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 blah. She rang her friend and she was like, I am Tinder pulling men with pet rats and just like, <laughs> Good afternoon, happy Friday and welcome to Collide Goss. Yeah, good afternoon, everybody. It will be Monday when you're listening to this. Oh yeah, always, always Monday. So happy Monday morning. Mm. Good morning. Good morning. God, Mondays, hey. They are the literal worst day of the week. I know. Well, but you hold none. a glass of bloody, sh- what's, I was going to say Shiraz, but that's definitely a Sub Blanc. Yeah, well, Shiraz is red wine. I know. I get confused by them, remember. The but there's there's no correlation with Shiraz in any white wine category. No, I know, but I went to Pinot say Pinot Grigio. It. Yeah, I get confused with that. So mm. I always stop and I'm like, Pinot? And they're like, yeah, what? <sighs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. So how was your week? Week was good mm. until yesterday. Why? Well, we went to Nurse Toby, who oh. I will always recommend, but um, I have <laughs> seem to have very bad reaction to getting my lips done, and uh, my the whole left side of my lip is like a deep dark purple. Along. You know, underneath the bottom one now is bruised too. Yeah, I know. So it's all the left. So it's the bottom left, the top left, yeah. and then the actual skin is bruised on my lips. So Which, that's yeah. it. Looks like I have a moustache. It just looks like you've been like punched in punched. the face. Which I feel like is better, as I was saying to Steph, because last time she got a lip flip, it was more like the muscle had fucked out, and it was so funny, but it wasn't as noticeable. And then. That was more like I had like a, sh- a stroke on, on one side. side of my face. And then I was surprised she went to get like you were keen to get your lips done yesterday. And her face that was, I mean, her side of her mouth that was um, disturbed after <laughs> was facing the other way. And, and she was like, and Nurse Toby was looking at you being like, fuck you, bruise your bloody mole. Like, God, you bruise bad. And then I was like, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Like, just roll over, just roll over. And you rolled over. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> You look like you're just blown up on one side, like you were so lopsided. And then he and was like, were- darling, I'm going to give you a um, pregnazoid. It's going to really help. <laughs> it's a steroid, but I can prescribe them. And I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm really anxious right now. Like, what's this going to do to me? He's like, oh, it might keep you up all night, so I'll give you a Valium as well. And I was like, holy fuck, okay. And then you just stand in the mirror for like five minutes while I was chatting to Nurse Toby going... Polly Pocket went to in your Peter Piper. Peter Piper. <laughs> it's still slightly lopsided. You're in like, that is it lopsided still? And I'm like, maybe just stop saying that, like that I phrase. Know. Like, just speak normally. I really draw attention to yeah, it. Yeah, like that's a hard phrase for anyone to do, let alone if you have a wonky lip. But we can check in next Friday. I think it looks better today, though. It does look better. It's just the bruising is next level. Yeah. I already messaged Belinda from La Boutique being like, hey, just a warning. You were going to say you'd already messaged Nest Toby and I was like, hey, Oh, no, I already messaged him it. yesterday. You did? Say yeah. what? I was just like, hey, listen, I'm just letting you know I'm concerned about this bruising. And he's like, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. And then I was like, when are you coming on the podcast? Confirmed a date, December 11. Mm. 
so we'll have him on the podcast. Fuck, he's got some wild stories. Wild stories. He used to be an emergency nurse, so yeah. he said he's going to come on and tell some wild stories. And I will say... And he I'll, cops so much shit from us. Yeah, and every single client he has. Mm. I but love I, how he just calls us moles the whole time. Yeah. Shut up, you stupid moles. <laughs> While he's just prodding, prodding, prodding oh. our face with needles. Anyway, anyway love you, Nurse Toby. How was your week? Um, week was good. I had a really fun weekend. Um, shout out to Amelia, Eddie's sister. It was her birthday. Shout out. Shout out. She um, was a lord and fucking hired a limousine, like a stretch limo. She literally rang up the limo company and was like, I want the tackiest limo you've got to drive us up to Jonah's, like her whole family and some of her friends and um, Eddie and myself. So we got picked up from like her place and went all the way to Jonah's and it, it was um, hilarious when we rocked up there. Like obviously Jonah's is like for your typical wealthy like North Shore Eastern suburbs like family, like older it's the kind Catalina of generation. Of the yeah. And so like we had a few like distraught faces out the front when they realised like because stretch limos have kind of gone out. I we were saying they're definitely gonna come back in again though. If I you did like a retro them. stretch limo. Yeah, this one yeah, so I used to love them in Surface Paradise. They were literally like cabs from the airport back and forth from our place we had there. Like it was just like a normal thing. Yeah. So anyway, I did that. We just like pumping music the whole way. Went to Jonah's. That was kind of quick, two hours. Lovely, but fuck, to tell you the truth, Stretch Limo was the highlight for sure. Good beats. Good fucking beats. And we got back and like all stayed around a bit and just partied at Amelia's. Um, mm. And we just had a ball. Then, you know, by Monday though, you feel like shit and then the week's just really like a blur. Got shit done. What else? We got our boxes for our products that came today. We did. Cornelia is en route. En route. En route. En route. En route. En route. Um, I had a fun weekend too, actually. Oh, yeah. You had a 30th. I had a 30th and then I ended up having people back to mine and Guy, when he's really lit, turns into like, this is my brother, turns into like the scene off Wolf of Wall Street where he like falls out of the car and like crawling Oh my God, what was he saying again the whole time? Okay, all he could, so I got there and all I got back home and all of his friends were there and his best mate, <laughs> Harry, was like, have you spoken to Guy? I go, yeah, it was really weird. He was just like standing outside talking to himself and I was like, <laughs> Guy, let me in. I don't have house, house keys. And he just goes, let's lift. And I was like, what the fuck never then you were saying he was walking around the whole time the only two words he could say was let's live let's lift and then he would come into i was like chilling with a couple girls in his room and he would and my dog kobe was lying on the bed and he would just do a lap of the house and go let's lift and then he would come into my room and go my beautiful doggy. And also, he, he could say extra words. I didn't know. My, he, beauti- yeah. my beautiful doggy. Yeah. And let's, let's lift. lift. I love that. I find that fucking. Funny. And you would ask him a question. You'd be like, "Hey, can you go grab me a drink?" And he'd be like, "My beautiful doggy." And I'm like, <laughs> on repeat. What is wrong with you? Anyway, that was fun. Um, what else happened this week? Had a beautiful lunch at your dinner oh, at your you parents. Came over for dinner. That was lovely. You learned all my family got. Yes. Um, but that's it, really. Fuck. And then today we're getting out. Tonight we're getting our hair done. Hair coloured. Really excited. It's all happening. Regrowth has really reached its high. Even Nurse Toby was like, "Yeah, I noticed that." Yeah, I know. <laughs> Your hair's really dark, and I'm like, "I know." Um. All right. Well, should we get into today's app? Yeah, today's app. Um, we've been talking about doing for a while. 
Um, it involves where we work, um, our office space. And we just feel like we're always talking about our office and the personalities in it. Like we always come home and just have, I mean, like when we're out and about, like we're always laughing about all the shit that goes down in our office because we're in a shared space. So we just have like the funniest group of people all together in here. Like it's just like a fucking mixed lolly bag. It's like high school. The TV show The Office and then One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like 100%. there's some real Looney Tunes in here. And we love it. We love all of them. Oh, yeah. We're besties with every single person in The Office. But fuck, there's a few crazies, including us. Including us, yeah. They probably, we're probably like on the top of their list of being like. 100%. I think I've cracks. screamed and cried in The Office multiple times. <laughs> we actually have. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we've gone into our own enclosed glass room now oh. and it's soundproof so we can fucking be weird as I can just whatever. cry in there now or in the boardroom. Yeah. I can just hit you in there. Yeah, no, you really. can hit me too. <laughs> so we thought we'd set the scene. Um, I think we need to start where we're located. We don't have to say the address, but no. we can just mention when we first got here how excited we were when we realised when we looked out our window from our desk when we were originally in the shared space, that we were actually situated right next door to... On top of. On top of, so top eye view mm-hmm. over one of the eastern suburbs or I can say Sydney's finest... Finest. finest. Crim... What do you say, it, Stephanie? <laughs> no, I want to know what you think <laughs> it is. What do you think this... It's everyone listening. Creme, it's so, it's creme Try again. Creme de la creme. De la creme. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Yeah, I fuck that. I, I think you need to just cut You're the that new out. Sarah. I know. No, I love that. So anyway, funny. Anyway, I didn't even finish my fucking sentence. Um, Sydney's finest um, brothel. Finest. Like really, really nice. I am subscribed to their newsletter and let me tell you their renovation is mint. Where I want my hens to be if I ever get oh, engaged. Fuck, that would be so funny. That's what I want. That's all oh I want. Oh, my God. Do you reckon they'd let that happen? Yeah, they 100% would do it. It'd just be like drinks at the bar with the girls and a bit of a strip show. Do you think so, though? Because they would have all their clientele in there. I don't think they'd let us in. Oh, it's like a private function at the bar. You cannot hide, Steph, you cannot hire the bar out. Okay, I'm going to look it up. I want want you to go after this podcast. Let's go next door and knock on the door. Have you seen the front of the fucking place? It's all boarded up with like black fucking windows. Like we could not. Tinted windows. We could not just, you could not ring up. I reckon they're so private in there. Well, I'm going to ring them up and find out. Yeah, I'm interested. But anyway. Anyway, moving on. It's a beautiful, newly renovated brothel. What we think, because we get obviously the um, idiom to the (laughs) idiom list. It's very inspirational. We all see the new girls like Crystal Hazel or Rock Up. Yeah, we love it there. Anyway, so we get there. We get where? To our office. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to introduce the characters that we'll be discussing today. We're going to go back and talk about the... We're going to talk about the brothel, brothel. but I'd also like to explain where everyone's sitting so you get a bit of a bird's eye view. So our old seats, yeah. So it's open plan and then there are two offices parallel to the open plan. So when you walk into reception, you've got the owner of the building and our very good friend, Ned Flanders, we're going (laughs) to call him. Then as you walk in, you've got... Are you talking back of the room? Front of the room I'm going to start with. Ah, okay. The kind of emergency crew. Kind of. 
Like I don't want to name their business, but they work in the medical field. Then we've got the HR team who speak as loud as a megaphone all day, every day. Then behind them, we've got... They're not HR, they're recruitment. Sorry, recruitment. So you can imagine how loud it is. Yeah, it's literally like hilarious. Then we've got Andy, the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Then in the office, the first office... Oh, you didn't go all the way back. I'll go all the way back. Okay, You haven't got to the creep. So then we've got... You've got us. Oh, we haven't even gone over... Yeah, we've got a whole other section. This is the best section where we are. Okay, so we've got that first section. Then we've got who we're going to call Mrs. Peter Pan, who is directly in front of us. Then you've got us, myself, Ella, and our employees, and we're in the row behind Mrs. Peter Pan, and we overlook the brothel. And then we're with Booker Bay. And then next to us, she used to actually sit on the other side of us, though. Yeah, remember? but she's always... I've never remember her being there. Yeah. I so just remember then, her being next to me. Then in our row, we've got Hurricane Katrina. I call her Booker Bay, though. And Booker Bay. She'll love that if she listens to this. She'll know straight away. She's a, a buyer's agent and a spiritual advisor to all of us yeah, young girls. Yeah, we love her. And then lurking in the back... We've got Mr. Creepy Man. Yeah. And he... He's not here anymore with us. He As didn't. in like, he's not died. He's not died. He's not dead. He's alive, but he is not welcome back in the he's office. He's had to leave. He's so, had to leave. Say so the doors are locked for him. Then I'm going to tell you about the office. There are two private offices, one of which we have now. The real estate team that, in, that used to be in our office, we've got Miss Trunchbolt. Yeah. Who is obviously the owner. Then we've got the Phantom Shitter, who works for the owner. And then we've got Mr. Richie Rich. And then it gets confusing as well because Mrs. Peter Pan joins in with that team too sometimes. Yes. Mrs. Peter Pan can merge into that Miss Trunchbold's daughter, pretty much. Yeah, she would act like that. Yeah, and then Miss Trunchbold's real daughter, who's a couple years younger than us, we're going to call Regina George. Yes, that was the best name. You guys must be like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? It's going to all make sense. But we just can't name names. So anyway, you can imagine the office space now. So you can imagine when we rocked up and we realized there was a brothel next to us. This is how we started socializing with everyone in the office because we were like the kind of like watch birds on top of the brothel to see what kind of activity was going on. So we would always report back to everyone else in our office space. And like everyone else would kind of like join in and like look over and be like, oh, what's happening? You know, like here and there, but not enough. Not enough is what we kind of thought was appropriate for what was going on next door. So we would literally... We had two vantage points. We had our vantage point directly at the window which is where they would come out and chill on the back, on the um, patio. Oh, the back patio that they put it up. And have ciggies. So there was like a little courtyard area and then there was another vantage point two rows back. Two points where we could spy on the girls. And the girls would come out pretty much like, I reckon a few times in the day for yeah. their little breaks. A lot of them are all night, all-nighter kind of girls. So they've had like a night shift. So in the morning when we'd rock up, that would probably be the most entertaining, I'd say. Yeah. Because they're kind of on a bit of a bend, sex bend. Yeah. Um, and also power to them. You'd have to be, you know, doing a lot of illicit drugs to get through oh, that kind 100%. of work. Well, think about all the weird guys we'd see rock up. Yeah. The amount of people that rock up there, I'm like, you go, girl. The yeah. fact that you, you're doing a service... Because all these creeps are coming to you. 
yeah. and getting and their dirtiest fantasies it's out. It's so on busy as well. Like so busy, and the girls are the girls are fire. The girls are pretty hot. So yeah, that yeah. Then one day, that was the funniest. Was when I was sitting there and I looked over and I was like holy shit, like, this chick is, like, completely naked stretching in the courtyard. And I had full view to the point I took a video because it was the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen. She was literally, like, it was like she was playing, like, really happy music in her head or something and she was must have been on something. And she was, like, stretching, doing, like, yoga moves, like, pulling out, like, you know, doing the whole half moon kind of stretch over. Then she'd turn around. It's like she knew we were watching and bend over so her whole ass and Fanny was, like, out pointing up to us. Do you she remember that? She had the most incredible body. Like, amazing body, but I couldn't really see her face. Great Fanny, great ass, great tits. Did you see her Fanny? She was completely naked. I know, but I couldn't really, like, look that. Like, we she was were bald. all looking. Yeah. No, but, I mean, I couldn't really see if it was, like, a good fanny, though. I saw it. It was a good fanny. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really rated her. I was like, holy shit. I think she kind of looked, like, European, maybe, like, yeah, French she, or something. She was beautiful. She, I think she would, the majority of what she was doing was waiting for her fake tan to dry. She just had a huge fake oh, tan. Oh, yeah, she looked really tan. But then it was funny because then I sent it to, like, that private group. Yeah. And I had, like, some of the boys in it. And that's when I reckon they all freaked out because we were laughing being like, oh, let's keep this kind of secret because I reckon heaps of the guys we know would go here. Like, it's the only one in the eastern suburbs, like the biggest one as well. Not the only one, but the biggest and most well-known one. And then I was like, fuck, when I sent it because I was like, all these boys are going to know that I'm like literally like, I'm like the top spy now next door watching who goes in and out of this place. And I've been waiting for the day that I saw someone come out that I knew. Oh, We still haven't seen anyone. No one we know, but there's a secret entrance around the back. But we've definitely seen a lot of people. My favourite is driving in on a Monday morning at 8am and just seeing old mate tradie walking in i've never seen tradies walk in i've seen the real old rich guys out the front with the big mercs i've seen and stuff. the morning the morning goers of the tradies really though mm-hmm. like hot tradies though or ugly no. tradies yeah gross tradie everyone that goes in there is gross i just agree there has been some hot guys sometimes like younger guys we have seen young guys we've seen in. young business guys and I i've talked to a hot. few of the boys and they go there yeah. Like, as in, like, they're young, good-looking. They're not bad, our mates. I'm not going to no. say they're ugly. Like, I, you know, I would be happy. Yeah, I'm sure there are some people that come in and they're, like, score. Oh, yeah, but you can't say no. I don't – oh, you can actually – I asked this question. You can say, like, when you do that line-up and they pick you, you can actually say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up to you. You can be like, no. Nah. And you have, like, panic buttons in there where you can click on them and, like, someone mm. will come in and stuff and it's fair. It's actually – very safe and very hygienic. Well, yeah. But then anyway, so now we're a bit upset though because moving on, we don't really talk about it anymore because I think we used to just look a little too much and they, I think they um, realised all of a sudden like when they'd look up probably fucking every day, there'd be like a whole pile of people just staring at the window down on them and they obviously were like, this is getting like really fucking weird because we'd all just be standing along that big window just staring, waiting for someone to come out. Because they used to sit in that area and they'd play cards and drink. Have all their drinking shit out there. And we could peek through. So the first thing was they boarded that up, remember? Yeah, boarded that whole thing up. And then now they just don't come out into that side alleyway where that chair yeah, is, where the into scat the chair courtyard, is, into yeah. the courtyard, because they said that someone was doing the laser thing. But that's a lie. But maybe, maybe someone was, like those creepy man kids. Mm. Remember we said that because he used to stay back late with his kids. 
Could have been. Anyway, we have no access to them now. I know. We don't even talk about it. And I get so upset because that was so entertaining. Even when I come in the morning, I I don't see anyone. I don't see anyone coming in. I know it's been COVID, but I'm confused if they're even open. They are. I got their newsletter. I know you say that, but no one's around. I reckon because of COVID, they'd all be fucking at home. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Mm. Private bookings, easier money. 100%. So, yeah. Anyway, that's upsetting. That's upsetting. So anyway, when we got onto this, like everyone started bonding and we started to get to know everyone's personality, including the creepy man. Okay, creepy man, 40-year-old guy that worked in the back of our office, two kids. Okay, so then anyway, we started getting to know everyone's personalities because we'd all started, we all started bonding about, you know, the prostitute's activity next door. Um, and usually it was just with the girls, like, from Nimble or whatever because we'd all just, like, laugh about it. Yeah. Like, young girls because yeah. you feel more comfortable talking to them about it. But suddenly Mr. Creepy Man thought it was his place to start getting involved in our chat and thought maybe, oh, this is how I'm going to make some friends with some younger girls. So then he started talking to us and trying to get involved and that's when, oh, Steph started to bond with him. I actually always sort of kept like a bit of an arm's length between our relationship. You did. Um, Steph started like really kind of bonding with him over swimming. Yeah, well, I was doing College of Law, so I was staying back at the office Mm. late and he always stayed back really late and I was doing it then. And he was like... Um, came up to me one night while I was working and I, he was like, do you like swimming? And I was like, yeah, I like swimming. I used That's to swim when I was younger. You were like, like, I love swimming. And I'm like, when the fuck did you last do lap step? And you were like, what? I love it. And I was like, when though? And you just started laughing. You were like, Never. fuck, good point. Never. <laughs> but I really like it. But I always think to myself, I'd love to do like lap Bondi again. Freestyle. Yeah, with your little swimming in cap the on. ocean, not in a, not in a. Well, that just defeats the purpose of your conversation because he wanted to bring you to the pool. Yeah, he did, but I'm too nice, so I just went along with it. And you he didn't gave, go, though. I never went. Anyway, sorry, I'm interrupting the story. That's all right. Um, so he would come up to my desk and he'd be like, hey, I've got, um, I've got some free passes to Cook and Phillip Swimming Park. Like, you should go. You should go swimming. And I yeah. was like, yeah, thanks, creepy man. I'll, I'll you know, keep that. Don't I'll, say that you didn't do it like that. You were stoked. You were fucking like, stoked when he like, said that. You were like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, yes, I'll come with you. So, yeah. we. No, um, you didn't know it was with him at the first. That's why you were, like, really excited because you were like, oh, fucking score. I've got these, like, swimming, like, cards. Yeah, but I was also like, fuck, it's in a gross chlorinated pool. In no, it. that's a really pretty pool down there. Yeah, I know. I've swum there. But yeah. it's not like. Oh, so you have swum there. Yeah. You've done some laps. Yeah, and did you ever go as a kid to the, like, little fun... Not there. I had all my other pools over north. They had the best, like, kiddie pool bit. Where that you would... place? Where? At King Phil... Which one? No, I'm talking Cook Phillip. Cook and Phillip. Yeah, the indoor one on the harbour. Do they have an indoor section? No, you're thinking about the... Oh, Cook and Phillip. Sorry. I used to go there as a kid and go yes, to swimming. They yes. had a really fun one. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. was like, I, swear- I thought you were talking about the other one where people have parties and like, tw- you know, where no. like Harriet's sister had the, yeah, yeah. And we went to events Events there. there. No, that's a beautiful pool. That's really That's cool. a beautiful pool. Yeah. Not Sorry. that pool. So then you said you wanted the pass from him. So I said, give me the pass. Yeah. And then the rest of the conversation became him berating me about whether I'd gone swimming or not and used the pass. And I was like, no, I haven't used the pass. I haven't used the pass. Oh, so you got the pass and walked away with it. I got the pass and continued on with my assignment. And he sat back there con- staring, trying at to, staring at me, trying to talk to me. 
Anyway, then COVID hits last year. Yep. And he had a client in Chinatown that was losing their the lease on their property. They were trying to get out of the lease on their property because no one was coming to their restaurant because it was COVID. <laughs> and it was actually really racist because at the start people didn't want to go to Chinese restaurants because they thought it was a Chinese mm. flu. And so he wanted me to help write a letter, which I helped him write. And he was like stoked, nearly got a stiffy over it, was so excited. (laughs) And anyway, story gets weirder. Ella like gives this guy the cold shoulder and is low key like to me, he's a fucking freak. Like why are you talking to him? Haven't you heard of the quote, be mean, keep them keen? Yeah, maybe that's why I've had such bad luck in life. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Well, fuck. Um, And then he comes in and he's like, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, Ella, I made you some chili oil. And I was like... I think I was so confused. I was like, why? Yeah, like... And how do you know I like chili oil? I fucking love chili he oil. He knew you liked chili oil because you'd obviously said it in passing. Really? Mm. Did he tell you I like chili oil? He said, I know you like chili oil. And you're like, I love chili oil. So we had the chili oil. And you were really jealous. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? That was me. Maybe he got confused. Between us. Yeah. No, no, no. It was directed at you. Anyway. It was, yeah. So I got the chili oil and you I got the enjoyed chili my chili oil. Yeah. And you were just left like that. And then, but he started then obviously maybe feeling bad and started offering you other things. Yes. But I do want to backtrack slightly to what? when he came just for a timeline purposes when he tried to join in on the brothel chat. Oh, well, yeah. Because then obviously that was like, he obviously caught on socially that, um, you know, like we were all bonding, obviously, as like girls talking about these prostitutes. And so he thought socially, fuck, if I just start talking about the girls and maybe if I start doing like, you know, getting some, you know, bloody goss about them, I can join in. So he catches a train to and from our office. And one day he came to work in the morning and he was like, um, told us to come and look at his phone. No, he actually just, oh my God, backtrack. He didn't tell it. He didn't tell us to come look at his phone. He airdropped the photos to me. <laughs> That's right. And I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" And it's just him in the background. I look around. I'm like, "Is it time to just turn around slowly?" Just I was going to say, "Fuck!" I was going to say his name. And it's just the Mr. Creepy Man just staring at me. And I'm like, and he's like, I got photos of her on the train. Like, I took photos of her. He took photos of what he assumed was a prostitute. prostitute. So, complete invasion of privacy, totally inappropriate. He came into the office looking like he was going to shit himself with excitement. He was so excited, like, this was going to be like the main, like, bonding experience for us. And we were like, oh my God, did you ask her for permission? Like, we were like, we were like, Mr. Creepy Man, you can't, you can't do that. Like, you can't take photos of people without asking and stuff. Like, we were like... On a train. On a fucking train. You have no confirmation that this lady, I, this poor woman, like... I reckon he followed her from the, the place up, though. Like, I reckon she was definitely one, though. Yeah, but that's even weirder. I know. I know. Well, he had a tendency to... Anyway, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, so then I can't remember how he responded, though. I think that was when we both started icing him out hard. And then it got worse, like the comments with you. Remember we went into the kitchen one day and you were oh. dressed in those t- like oh. workout clothes? No, 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 and no, no. I was no, there. no, 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 no. We were in a meeting. You, me, maybe Jen. Yeah. We were in a meeting room having like a design meeting or something and I was wearing a white shirt and jeans. Yeah. Like a white T-shirt and jeans and like maybe boots or something. Cute. And he goes... 
oh my God, Steph, you look sexy today. And I go, sexy? I'm wearing like jeans and a t-shirt. And that's when I was like, I'm fucking and done like, with you. Those words coming out of him is not like normal. It was like weird because it was so not his personality. He's not loud. He's really quiet. And it was just like fucking freaky. It was fucked. And we had heard along the grapevine that he had been drawing inappropriate photos to other girls in the office. Yeah, And leaving them on their desk. And I can't believe you used to stay back with him. So we were drunk at an event yeah. and I was like, fuck, creepy man's here. I actually can't stay back and do work. And we both mm. just left because it was getting to that point where you just like... Felt uncomfortable. F- felt uncomfortable. He was always trying to talk to you and it was fucking annoying. And he was obsessed with you. Then he gave you that weird stuff for Jart. Then, weirdly, he discovers I have a boyfriend, which you would assume would be... I'm going to fuck off, the off sense, now. Right? And, he, yeah. and then he, he, he thought that Jack liked anime. So he gave me a USB. Jack does like anime. Yeah, I know he does. Sexy but not anime. like not like does that. Does he like porno anime? Fuck, I don't know. He's a weird boy with what he watches. And anyway, he gave me this USB and then Jarch filled with anime movies. And I already had told Jarch the story of how weird he was getting with me. And Jarch is like... I'm going to fucking come in the office and say something to oh, him. Oh, I I'm thought like, he was really happy about getting that anime. He no, was like, that's kind of nice. No, he thought it would. I think when the full story unveiled, yeah. he was disgusted. Was it sexy anime though? Did you watch it? I never watched it. That's we why need I need to get to, to, get to the, the USB. Of that. Yes, you need to. Anyway, and um, so he's drawing these inappropriate photo, um, things for well, other yeah. girls in the office. He used to get obsessive with like one girl at a time. Or... Yeah, one girl at a time. And when they finally fucking smartened up and realised this guy's a freak, he would move on to the next. Yeah, 100%. And like a lot of people, there was a, a lot of like divide in the office about him because they thought like there might have been a language barrier or something. Because mm. English wasn't his first um But that's language. bullshit. He no, was, I know. He I was, was like, a creep sorry, like fucking either way, every, it doesn't matter where you're from, what fucking language you speak. You know either way, like, what's appropriate and what's not. That was my In an office of very young girls. But I think the thing is that that's why I think he got away and everyone thought he was really innocent because he didn't speak. English wasn't his first language. So everyone was like, oh, maybe he's getting confused. And it's like, oh, he's, like, probably a nice guy. And it's like... No. No. And there's a lot of this story we can't tell. So So much. So when we finish, don't just think that's it. There was a lot more. Anyway. We didn't even get on to like, yeah, the family bit. Yeah, so we're about to get on to that. That is the funniest So he would have, he he was uh, divorced and I asked him why he'd gotten divorced and he was like, oh, I said fuck you to my wife, but I, I didn't say fuck you to my wife. Which is what the language, like I was like then when he was telling that story, I'm like, who the fuck? fuck goes to court i swear all the time like obviously you guys know that um but who the fuck can go to court over telling someone to get fucked that doesn't even make sense but i didn't even know how to ask him like what do you mean like so he was what have you done to her like a custody battle with the kids about him verbally abusing her but again as ella said we we just thought i don't know maybe I it's just a don't language think we really, like listen to it either we were like what okay, yeah we, anyway so he had his two kids come in and his son had already been suspended from school for from sending around dick pics so we were like <laughs> was he sending them or drawing them drawing or sending i don't know they and he were, was they, like not little this is the like older one that was yeah, like year 11 like, or year 10 he was like 13 or 14 no i reckon he was like year 10 he was 15 much, yeah. or 16 and then the, there was the younger son who was cute and i would but not really 
Oh, he was, was kind fine. of weird. They, he was weird, but like he was so young. Anyway, they would be in the office. He would literally use the office as a daycare. So he would have them after school and he would have them sit with him from around 3.30 to like 8.30. Mm, and he would yeah. use the fucking sandwich press every day to make breakfast, lunch and dinner. He would fry squid on there. He squid would, was when I called it. I was like, that's enough. There's no fried squid on the sandwich press. Literally, he'd make a full dinner on the fucking sandwich press, and he had his. Oh, and dum- he had dumplings as well. They they look good, but like, dumplings, you know, all of that stuff. Which I sort of like at the time, though. I felt like bad for him though, because I was like, "Fuck, this must be hard." Like you're trying to work, trying to support you, you know, family, single parent, yeah. But you really love your kids that you've got them in here and stuff because you just like have you can't you don't have a carer for them, so you have to have them in the office. And it got to the point where it was sort of distracting everyone else. Like they used to like fucking physically fight. And they used to like, what else did they use? I think we used to like even try and talk to them and they did not speak. Mm. They would not speak. The older brother once hit the little brother once when I was there. And I was like, <laughs> guys, stop it. I don't know even even know where the fuck creepy man is at this stage. Probably like, in the bathroom. Anyway, the story gets weirder. So um, we weren't here for this, but we obviously it's being told down the grapevine because um, it was quite like a pivotal story in Mr. Creepy Man's life. <laughs> so we um, got told that one day Mr. Creepy Man was just doing his daily stuff in the office with his two kids. Um, don't Not sure of the timing, but anyway, so Mr. Creepy Man disappeared and his two kids were left in the office. All of a sudden, um, the... Ned Flanders, we call Ned Flanders, was out the front on reception and two policemen turn up and they're like, does Mr. Creepy Man's kids, like, are they here? Um, Mr. Creepy Man's ex-wife has told us that they were taken from their school without permission, like it's not his day to take them and they're like, you know, kind of specifically missing children then. And... um, Ned Flanders obviously freaked out and was like, fuck, this is kind of hectic. I'll, I'll go get, you know, Mr. Creepy Man and we can work this out. Ran into the office and it was just Mr. Creepy Man's children just sitting there at the back of the office, um, probably fighting and killing each other and just being fuckwits like they were. Um, drawing dick pics. <laughs> drawing dick pics. So Ned Flanders obviously was a bit flustered and was running around the office <laughs> being like, where the fuck is Mr. Creepy Man? Like the policemen are here to like take his kids away. Then Mr. Creepy Man's ex-wife turned up and was screaming in the office with the policeman running around taking the kids screaming the kids were mortified and then they were like well fuck it we're taking mr creepy man's kids with the ex-wife like mr creepy man is mia mia still has not returned and then you know 10 minutes later yeah mr creepy man's kids are gone with the ex-wife the screaming ex-wife and the police mr creepy man walks out ned flanders is there ned flanders is like where where have you been, Mr. Creepy Man? Like, your kids have been taken by the police and your ex-wife. And he'd been, he'd come out of the direction of the toilet. So he was actually, for that last 10 minutes, enjoying a huge shit on the toilet while his kids were being taken by post-squid on the sandwich press. <laughs> hit diff, had to shit yeah, immediately. Just like, la-di-da on the toilet. Like, people were, like, screaming outside, like, running around the office. And, like, then apparently he was just like, oh, fuck and just like bolted out and Ned Flanders was just left being like what the fuck was that anyway after that 
you know, a few things happened and it got, got kind of a bit etched to the point that Mr. Creepy Man was not welcome back in the office anymore. And there Ever were just too again. many complaints and now he works from home. I think his boss still works here, but he even had to move because it got so weird between, like, everyone. Yeah, it was fucked. It was fucked. And so we closed the chapter on Mr. Creepy Man. And just as he left... We got a new addition. A new best friend. We, Mr. Creepy Man was never my best friend. No, a new a new person a to new infiltrate person. our space. But she's uh, like we loved we love her still. She's here, but she's Yeah, we love her level. still, but that was that that is another person coming into our space yes. and, and another story to tell. It. And another story to tell. We will call her Mrs. Peter Pan. We will. Yeah. Do you want to do a bit of background on Mrs. Peter Pan and why we call her that? Yes, I do. So Peter Pan never grows up. Now, this woman is a 50-year-old woman. Just fit. When we met her, she was not 50. She and we was got 40, told that many times. She was 49. <laughs> 49 and fine. She is absolutely stunning. stunning. She's like stunning. Head turn off. She's Rus- Russian background. Russian. Russian Jew. Jew. Russian Jew. Um, recently divorced mm, and came three kids. in three, three beautiful kids and has a long background in uh, fashion HR HR but fashion no HR. fashion HR yeah. um, and she came in the office to rent a space because she'd recently dissolved her big business and now she was working for herself and when we met her we were like you are an enigma of sorts. Yes. You I've are, never met anyone like her. You are a, like, it's like the movie 13 going on 30. It's like you're a 20-year-old yeah. girl trapped in a 49-and-a-half-year-old. Well, she was like a new leaf on life. Like she'd been, like she's had this divorce. You know, she's moved back to her parents' house. You know, she was living in the eastern suburbs. Early kids went to like private schools. She had quite like a well-off life. And she was literally like redoing her life again from the start back with her parents back with her parents like single and ready to mingle is the operative phrase here and i'm gonna say she was enjoying it she was like vibing herself though she was rejuvenated refreshed recharged ready to take on the world a hundred percent she had a sick obsession with astrology which you always do as we said when you go through fucking life changes like She's next level though, like had become obsessed. Like Psychic every, every week. part of the conversation though that she could, it would be like, well, what's her star sign? What's her star sign? Like you could cue it. You could be like, wait, one, two, three. But what's her star sign? I know. <laughs> and her whole life was talking about the psychic she saw, her astrology compatibility with different men. That she would l- like discuss with us on lengthy, lengthy terms lengthy term so she's in the office we're in an open plan office and the majority she was a real phone girl she was on the phone oh, she all loved the phone. you could tell she was in like um sales like i mean what do you call it um hr recruitment recruitment yeah on the phone all day every it. day yeah she's not hr she's recruitment. recruitment again we keep saying hr yeah and she's on the phone all day every day to the point where like People around us are getting a bit pissed off because the conversations are mostly personal calls. And then... At the start, I'd be like, shut up, everyone. Like, it's fine. But then it started getting, like, yeah, fucking weird. Very weird. So we're going to get into her her men after this. But she, just to give you an overview, she would take dates on the phone, lit phone dates, twirling her hair all day, 
while we're just sitting there like listening well, in that's on her having a first date. Bit about her, like she literally used the office space as like she'd come into work, you know, get everything set up on her desk, and then she get just, her crystals out, crystals out, and then she'd just start fucking serial dating though like serial i'm saying she'd fucking pick up the phone and go on a phone date like right in the middle of everyone's work day and like when i say like you could hear everything you could hear everything like the flirting that would go on on the laughing and the laughing and the twirling of the hair and stuff we would be on we have a group message and we'd just be like holy fucking shit like this is happening again and it would be like she is so good i want to get her on the potty i want her on the podcast yeah she's amazing um okay so a bit about her living situation which we touched on she lived with her parents and the funniest story she ever told me she's like fuck like I really want to move out of home like it's so annoying I was like why Mrs Peter Pan and she was like oh you know my dad's a cab driver so him and my mum wake up at 3am every morning and my mum makes him breakfast and cooks eggs and bacon for him and has the radio on and it's just you know it's really hard because like it's annoying getting woken up at 3am every morning you know they have no respect for me or my dog and I was like yeah that's fucked you should move out Mrs Peter Pan like you should you got to get out there and she goes you know I know your mum from the shop like do you think she'd she'd want a flatmate do you think she'd want to live with me and I was like um my mum's a bit of a social recluse as it is. I'm not sure how she'd go with a flatmate, but, like, maybe you could, like, look at, like, young girls and see if you could room with them. Did you say that to me? Is that why she started that whole and thing? And she was all for it. Oh, yeah. Then we had another girl working for us at the time and she was, like, living in a shared house <laughs> and she kept started to ask her to move out with her if they had a spare room. And I was like, I don't know if she's actually being serious or not. She was. And she was being dead set serious because she'd had this new leaf on life and she was like ready to date and feeling sexy and feeling, you know, fine and ready to fucking find a new man. She was like ready to take on everything. And, you know, then we found out um, she was seeing a guy, a guy that she'd actually started this other business with and she would come back and like tell us about all their dates and one date that just stood out to me that I was like fuck this it is funny. It did remind me of my youth Yeah as but well. that's what I mean it's like a yeah. full circle and I was like fuck you're funny like you were just too much like I just actually enjoy your stories and she was like um yeah you know like he came up picked me up from my parents house in his car and the funny thing is they were bonding over both their life experiences at that current time because he was actually going through a really hectic divorce his wife had just left him he was living in a beautiful house and you know you know a bit of cash and it kind of all gone to shit he'd lost all his money his wife was saying see you fucking later so he was kind of left as well in that position of like what the fuck is going on in my life so they had had this bonding experience in the car that night when he picked her up from her parents house they drove around listening to music in the car because they didn't have anywhere to go because they were both living i think maybe he was he was still living with his, his wife. ex-wife and ex-wife mrs peter pan was at her parents so they just had a really nice night driving around listening to beats probably drinking wine they did it multiple times and multiple then they would just times. stop you yeah. know back in the day where you'd stop off at like a fucking park and like hook up and then go home that's what they were doing uh, yeah no i know it's fucking funny 
Anyways, he so and he yeah, so he was like a long term boyfriend for a while. Yes. Um, but I was always telling her you've got to be really, really careful going into business with like a guy that you're just seeing. Like and she always had like issues with him as well. Like it was always like, I don't know, like I don't know if I'm gonna get my like this is my new leaf on life. Like she had this real vision lease. of like lease on life. <laughs> no, it's a new leaf, they're turning a leaf. New lease. But you can say leaf, can't you? No. Turning a leaf. But I love you. What's turning a leaf quote then? Turning a leaf around, like a new leaf. Mm, don't know. Mm, have to look that one up after. <laughs> anyway, so she was on this like train of sort of thoughts of being like, fuck, like, you know, if I'm single and I'm starting again, like I want like the perfect man. I want a, like a man that's doing well that can look after me. I don't want to be with someone that's just lost his job. Which was, I don't want to fuck around so fair enough. Which was enough. really sad for me to listen to because I was like, I feel really sorry for him because like he's kind of lost his like, man manly masculinity masculinity a bit and like she was like would have fucking liked him 100 percent maybe if he was like on the track of what he was like maybe five but he also had commitment issues with her too no but he was he was a lot his divorce happened like had just kind of happened it was she was like had work i kept saying you've already worked on yourself how funny is this that I'm even giving fucking relationship advice to a 50-year-old woman, like, just now talking about this? this but is it our, just like, goes yeah. to show issues are the same. Like, all your weird dating yeah. wig outs and are always the same. And it stops, and that's what we – and we were, like, her counsellors throughout this whole relationship with him because she was so unsure. She really liked him, but he wasn't kind of over the ex, but, you know, lost all his money, didn't really have a business. She didn't want to fucking deal with someone that didn't have any money. And then, so then she fucking decides to go into business with him. So he started like rocking. They started to spend a lot of time together. Either she was staying at the family house with him as well. I think the wife, ex-wife had moved out. Mm-hmm. Working together and starting this fashion brand with another person. And who I was, was a bitch. Who was a bitch. And that's when it all started going really bad. They, and the, the third person involved, she was a fucking bitch. And she used to just like... Like, just put her on the gronk. Put her on the gronk, pay her out and just like invalidate all of her decisions. All her ideas. And we would always be like, mate, you need to get out of this. She was like, really? Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's true. And she'd literally listen to us. Like it was like speaking to a six, an 18-year-old really. Anyway, but he would start rocking up and he knew it was falling apart, the relationship. And remember when we'd sit on the other side of the desk and we'd just be like, oh my God, this is so awkward. Like she'd just be bitching about him to us and he'd like fucking rock up from behind he'd and sit down. He'd walk in and he'd be like, hello. Yeah, like it was so, because he was like a 50, mid 50 year old. He like, was a really cute guy. Really nice, but it was just like, oh, it was so awkward. And then he'd sit down, he'd be like right at her desk, like looking at her and be like, Hi what's wrong like what's wrong and then she'd try and be all cool and stuff and they'd go on for the weird awkward kiss and hug and it was just so yeah well then it started we saw that full like breakdown breakdown of the relationship the the work like you know like it all started out really exciting like started this new fashion brand that had the big launch remember at the office and like she poured all this cash into it and she she had a cheese platter and all her friends they did a fashion show and like you know and then it just you know we warned her being like fuck this ain't gonna go well with the guy you had said to her as well like you really need to get a proper model and talent and images Mm. in the photos and da 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 and she wanted to use us remember yeah she was really open to being a bit more forward with the progression of the brand but they were pushing back because there was no money and then there was it was just like a chicken egg kind of situation and then eventually she just tapped out and she's like I'm not fucking doing this anymore well I think she kind of listened to us and she was like I'm done so she pulled the pin 
And then when she pulled the pin on the business, it's pulling the pin on the relationship too because she was like, nah, done. But that's when the serial dating picked up even more than ever. I'm going to introduce you to a few characters. Yes, please do. So we've got the one, which we've just discussed, the business partner. He was always in and out of the picture. But then we oh, we're have, done with him though. The one's gone. He's gone. But I do feel like during her weird rapid dating, he was still around. Yeah, because I think we always said, oh, fuck, maybe he's like the most normal one out of all the ones yeah, you're yeah. talking about. Like we were the ones kind of saying like I feel like he's a vibe. Which he was. He was. Well, yeah, in comparative, yeah. So we're going to start with Ratatouille, the rap oh, man. Oh, my God, that was weird. Ella, that's your story. You know that one better than me. Oh, I just remember it because of the rat because I kind of had guinea pigs growing up. And I I had a friend that had a rat and I kind of thought it was funny. But she – I just stood out to me because, like, she was going on all these dinner dates and then one day she was like, fuck, I met this guy. And he was French. He was French. That's why we want to call him Ratatouille. Yeah, Ratatouille. And he used to send her photos of the rat, which he'd show us over the desk because obviously we were over the – of the desk over the top of the desk and she'd show us pictures of the rat before maybe dating him being like on his on his profile and i'm pretty sure that rat had had a beret on no 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 i'm pretty sure that's why i was like this is like too much why have you ticked the approval for this guy Like, who agrees? Rats are disgusting. Mm. Ella, I know you think they're cute, but they're fucking foul. Mate, if I had someone on a date, I'm not, like, obviously I'm he not was in also a position this- to, like, say, like, dating, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know why I don't, out of everyone she swiped right for that one. Like, why and then they were, after? And they were chatting constantly. Was he the one that was really good at English? No. He was the one that was really philosophical. That's right. The and, good at English. And he'd yeah. write those really love, like long love letters. Long essays to about her. love and life and romance and philosophy. And Anne, she's like, mate, just take me to China doll and shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, that's all she wanted. She just wanted to be wine and dine. So I thought I'd preface as well. Like every time she'd like a date a guy, she'd she'd like ring one of her friends straight away. First she'd tell us everything and then she would ring one of her mates to like literally dilute like the whole fucking conversation on the phone before. That's when we'd get like our best like content on Mrs. Peter Pan. Um, and so after when she like had this like fucking weird conversation with Ratman and she found out, she, you know, he had a fucking rat and he's I'm pretty sure he spoke French and he loved writing and blah, 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 blah. She rang her friend and she was like, I am on Tinder pulling men with pet rats. And just like, <laughs> <laughs> like hysterically laughing. Like instead of being like, what the fuck has my life come to? She was just like finding it the funniest fucking shit ever. Like she, she was, was like, open to anything, anything. She was just happy that she was fucking dating. Like, Good props to you. Like, and then one day she came in to the office and she another lady moved and sat next to her and she was kind of becoming buddy-buddy with her so we would overhear the conversations. And she had met this guy, this English CEO who was out on business in Australia for six weeks uh, staying at the Hilton Hotel and he wanted – she was convinced he was her soulmate and they were talking nonstop every night. <laughs> yes, he was very successful. On the phone every night, you know, getting to know one another and finally their big date came around and he took her for dinner in the city 
and they got really pissed and he was staying at the Hilton Hotel and I said, uh, Mrs. Peter Pan, did, was it, did you have any action? Like, did you guys kiss? And she was like, yeah, we kiss at the table. It was kind of awkward. And I was like, Mrs. Peter Pan, was there any tongue in there? Any tongue action? And she's like, yeah, a little bit of tongue action. And then we left the restaurant and we were walking back to his hotel and we had a drink at the Hilton bar and we were kissing again with a little bit of tongue there. And I was like, did you go back up to his hotel room? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went back up to his hotel room. It was a bit of a PG fooling around situation. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm so sorry to ask, but like, did you get on the hotel bed? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we got on the hotel bed. I'm like, I'm so sorry to ask, but like, did he like, finger you kind of situation and she's like yeah like a little bit of that and like and I was like well fuck did you stay the night and have sex and she's like no I went home but like you know it was very you know romantic and it was kind of weird like we were tonguing on the street and stuff and I was like holy fuck then she moves on this is a really funny story I was just like you know this story because it happened at the boathouse You'd remember But I remember him getting really, really, really pissed. Pissed. So then she comes into work on a Monday and I go, how was your weekend? What happened? And she was like, oh, I went on a date with this guy and we went to the boathouse in Rose Bay, the new boathouse. And I was like, oh, my God, how divine. That's just opened up. Are you sure it was a Rose Bay one? I swear it was like Balmoral, like really weird. No, it was Rose Bay. Okay, that's sort of better because it's like a, yeah, restaurant. So she goes on a date with this guy and she's really good at like telling a half story and then revealing the most fuck details at the end. And I'm thinking like it might be a Jewish guy because she is looking to meet a Jewish guy. And she was there and she's like, oh, it was so weird. He ordered 18 cocktails. (laughs) I was like, fuck yeah. And I only had one. And I was like, (laughs) he ordered 18 cocktails. I'm like... How please, old are you guys? Please repeat again. Like that's hospitalization level. That's like 36 drinks. I reckon he was just like flat out an alcoholic. Yeah. He was probably been drinking before the day. 100%. And then she's like, and he tried to pay for the bill twice. Like the bill was like $700 and he tried to pay twice. <laughs> and then he tried to take me home after. And I go, oh yeah, where was he from? She's like, he was Irish. He was this Irish guy I randomly met. And I was like, on, t- on Tinder? On Tinder. Yeah. Met an Irish man. He had 18 cocktails while she had one cocktail and then tried to take her home for a route. And got out his blade of the Hitler oh, thing. Oh, yes. So that was the weirdest point of the whole story. I was like, so. What? You, where the fuck do you meet these men? Then, so the, let's just preface this. This is a Jewish woman who I know from conversations. She's had you know, grandparents and other relatives who have survived the Holocaust. And this <laughs> man me. proceeds to tell her that he bought the blade of Hitler's personal driver as a souvenir. And well, it went me like, that's really fucked up. Like, did he know that you she were She had not even made the connection that that was so weird and anti-Semitic toward her. Like, to even talking about Hitler, she was like, yeah, how weird to purchase that. I'm like, how weird? It's fucking weird. Re- like, like you're fucking Jewish. It's insane. And then he's trying to take you home. And But he couldn't speak. He was like, a, like, literally couldn't walk. And apparently the majority of the conversation was about this Hitler's blade. The whole time? Yeah. Fuck. Jesus, like, 
She's just so happy-go-lucky that she can fucking date anyone. So happy-go-lucky. And, and she then, wants to tell the story after. Like, she enjoys telling these funny stories. Oh, she stories. loves it. We do need to introduce her sugar mama. Yes. Yeah, so she has a best friend slash mum slash sugar mama. Slash sugar mama who we're going to call Miss Trunchbowl because she's arguably one of the scariest women we've ever met with a touch of warmth yeah, occasionally. I find her fine. But, yeah, I've seen her fucking lose it and I wouldn't want to be on that side of it. No. So... She is your real estate agent starting out. She spent a lot of years in another real estate agency and she originally worked downstairs. And during that time, a lot of the time, Mrs. Peter Pan couldn't pay her rent. So Miss Trunchbull would Would step in and pay her rent a lot. And a funny (laughs) lol is since COVID... (laughs) We all have like a fingerprint to get into the office car park. Well, like anyone that has like a car space that we have to fucking pay for. Can I? Yes. Can I? So she's like semi crying poor being like, I can't pay rent. I need the COVID relief, which is completely fair. Yeah, which is completely (laughs) fair enough. But as someone who's not like the most savvy person on earth, even I can infer that the first thing to go when you're bleeding money is your fucking car Car spot. spot. There 100%. are all day parks all around where we work. You do not need a car spot. It's a pure but luxury. She does. She's a princess, Jam. She's a princess. She really is a princess. Yeah. So she's been, um, we've been laughing. We're waiting for it because um, uh, Mr. Bloody Flan- Ned Flanders has um, laid down the law. Laid down the law and he has control of who is let into the car park with their fingerprint. So he can actually legally turn off her <laughs> fingerprint for entrance into the car park and there's cameras down there and I'm like, please, please fucking tell me when she rocks up in her big fucking reindeer <gasps> and her just buzzing fucking Ned Flanders at the top of, on the reception desk being like, let me hear. And I cannot imagine that woman parallel parking on any no. given day. Anyway, Mrs. Trudgebolt has been paying for her car spot though. She clarified. has, yes, and um, her rent. So we're going to introduce... Miss Trunchbull, so as we said, scariest bitch you'll ever meet. She was a she was a taskmaster with her employees, but then also a weirdly nice Got at fucking times. stepped all over, but we found out why. We found out why. So she would have screaming matches with her clients on the phone uh, with her office door closed, yelling at them no, about... she'd have it wide open and we'd be like, shut your fucking door. But even when she shut the door, we could hear I her know, screaming. I know, the funniest shit was she didn't even give a flying shit. That's she didn't when give we a all started complaining. Remember the bottom floor was like, this is like fucked up because the screaming that would go on in She'd that office... She'd be like, excuse me, excuse me, John, I never said that. I never, I never said <laughs> that I would promise that. I never said that I'd promise that, right? No, 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 excuse me. I'm going to stop you right there. Don't tell me this. She was so hectic. And then she had this employee that we're going to call the Phantom Shitter. Phantom Shitter, yeah. Is her still her employee? Still her employee. Number one employee. uh, Miss Trunchbull also had a number of domestics with her where it would just be yelling at her for her incompetencies to the point where she would walk out of the office and need to get some air and get a coffee. And we'd all be messaging being like, what the fuck just went down? Phantom Shitter officially has left the building. Like, <laughs> And we'd all be like fucking spying on the situation, be like, I wonder what the fuck's going on. Yeah, she'd be and losing And then we're like, it. Phantom Shitter has officially entered the building again. And then we'd have like the girls next door to our office being like listening to the convo and they'd be listening in and fucking um, Mrs. Trunchbold would always just be like, well, 
Are you better now? Are you feeling a bit better? Like you really? always say, you're right. Are you, have you calmed down? Have you got have over you your little hissy fit? <laughs> and it was and always so condescending. Like I know. she's another adult woman and it's like someone that works for you for years. Like it was fucking like so awkward to watch. So awkward. And anyway, she would um, – um, the phantom shitter would come back in and she would just like pretend like nothing had ever happened and then be back oh, to normal she, again. I think she was like, fuck, I've just got to cop it. Anyway, the origin of the Phantom Shitter's name is because she would do the most rancid we shits, think. we think, We're in the toilet. Her. So it, there was – we have these downstairs female toilets and we have our beloved Delta perfume that must always be used if you're going to take it. Love dump. you, Delta, but, like, your perfume, perfume was just primarily it's, for It's an eau de toilette. Yes. It's an eau de toilette. So anyway, we would, like – there were about three different occasions where we'd go into the toilet and this poor phantom shitter had no understanding of toilet etiquette and she would literally leave giant floating turds in the toilet <laughs> and wouldn't even flush them. To the point where we literally started a group chat about it. Like we were like, who the fuck keeps leaving their dirty turds in the toilet? Not flushing. And I'm just like, no, and they were just, there was heaps of stuff and then people leave the skid marks. Then there was a tampon. No, there was a pad flushed down the oh, toilet. pad. A pad flushed down the toilet. The bathroom was out of action for literally three weeks. So we all had to go upstairs and use level one. Which and is that, how we found out that that bathroom's better for shitting. So now every time we much walk more past relaxing. Ned Flanders, he's like... I know what's up. And you have to be like, no, 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 I'm just getting something else. Like, it's always really awkward. I'm just going to my car. I swear. But he has cameras in the lift, so he can see which way you're going. Yes. Um. So then we, like, we're like, fuck. Well, no, like, no one's spraying in here either. So you'd walk in and it would fucking stink as well. And there'd be a floating turd. So we put Delta in there. Now Delta stayed. And Delta has saved the day with a lot of stinking shits. Delta masks the smell of a shit like no so other perfume. Well. I'm going to recommend that as well yeah, as a third recommendation. It's a recommendation. Um, and then we're going to enter the third employee, Mr. Richie Rich, and the name says it all. Little Rich Boy. He was still at school. Still at school working and he had the attitude <laughs> of a fucking Gavin Rubenstein. He walked into that office thinking he, he was Gavin. the place. I'm pretty sure he started as an intern. He was like half an intern for half yeah. the time that we saw this whole behaviour go on yeah. in that office. And as a real estate agent, you have to cold call for the majority of your fucking career. That's how you're going to make it. You're cold calling. Can we calling. just describe how he'd do his cold calls in the boardroom? Yes, With the go. glass windows. So we'd walk past in the day and kid you not, this fucking little shit of a 17-year-old would be in the boardroom taking – his first cold call like, he wasn't a fucking, like, he wasn't even a real estate agent yet. He would have his feet, bare feet, I think he'd take his shoes off even, have his feet on the table, lying back in the office chair, on the phone, just fucking, like, you could just tell. I was just like, what are you doing? Like, he'd be on the phone, he'd be like, yeah, so are you the owner of property 131 Wallace Street, Ballara? And you'd just be like... <laughs> And they'd be like, obviously, fuck off. Like, who the fuck are you? And you'd be like, that's all right, but you're thinking of selling. Like, everything was, like, really, like, you know, the, like, key speech of, like, what real estate agents have. And it's like, but, well, if you, you ever think of selling, have you seen what 138 have gone in the last five years? And it's like, you have no idea what you're talking about. And you've got your fucking feet on the boardroom where we all have to sit and, like, have our own meetings. You have no respect for the shared office He had no respect space. for anyone. Then he'd sit in there laughing with his fucking feet back, blah, blah, blah. 
And this behavior just started to just like become like quite extreme though, to the point where one day we overheard one of the most famous arguments in the office when he had a hissy fit about his role. He Um, did. So he expected that at open for inspections that he would run the inspection, every listing was his listing, which is not how it works. It's he's fucking the owner's he's listing. Fuck, he was doing his fucking HSC. And uh, <laughs> any potential cold calls that he got, they were automatically his 100% listing. So he had a hissy fit. No, he told this to his boss. This is what he was saying. And his her. boss was wrapped around his fucking little finger because his boss was selling his fucking stunning... We found that out after. $5 million home in we Queen like Street. so bewildered by like how she copped that. He was she such a hard ass. No, but I mean like, yeah, because we were bewildered. We were listening to this at fucking high school student yelling at someone like Miss Trunchbold who is like successful, women boss, scary, yelling at most of her employees half the time and she was just copying his shit being like, I don't want to work here anymore if I don't get these sales. These are my fucking listings, my listings. And then they had this huge I'm not fight. cold calling anymore. Yeah, I'm not doing this. And then he stormed off and then the funniest bit was he came back and then he was like, I want, well, you know what? Like, I want to, I want to, can you, if you're going up the road, because remember she was going up the road, he was like, can you get, I want a chocolate thick shake. Remember <laughs> that? And we were like, whoa, like, like, can I just stop you there? I feel like going in there and just like giving him a smack. Like, naughty, naughty boy. He was a naughty little fuck Like, boy. and she said yes. You know what she said? Yeah, sure. I'll yeah, go get you no. my fucking thick shake. One day he said, Hey, Miss Trunchbull, I'll be clocking off at 11 on a fucking Tuesday. Oh, Catalina. <laughs> because I'm going to iceberg with my <laughs> boyfriend. Yeah. And I was like, you are a little fuck boy. A hundred percent. Like, anyway, then it actually got to, she ended up copying his shit. We were always really confused. Later found out, yep, you know what? He's rich, comes from a rich background, and she's on the um, listing of his parents' house, and that's why he's kind of got the job, family, friends. Anyway, kind of got really dirty from there when he left, and we've we've heard a few rumours, <laughs> legal rumours that they were going to court. <laughs> yeah, it got really, really nasty. Like, he left. There was a bit of legal action going on. And in actions that he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mrs. He was completely in the in the wrong there. Like I ho- really etched stuffed, but he was such a brat that he thought that his behaviour throughout the whole like those kind of people with parents like that that allow that behaviour from like rich backgrounds like that. Disgusting. Is like, you know what, you can't get a job because mummy and daddy have a big house and like, look, we know the real estate agent selling it. You wanna be in real estate? Here you go have a job and fucking treat them like shit because you know what? He's we never have power had anything over them go though. wrong in his life ever. Yeah, so when he thought he left that job, he could just fuck her over even more by doing some pretty despicable things. And it, I just couldn't. And then um, Sarah ran into him. Yeah, Sarah ran into him. And, and like she, kind of pretended she didn't really know what was going on. Remember? And he was like, oh, Miss Trunchbull's a fucking psychopath. I'm like, you're, you're a, a fucking psychopath. piece of shit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's kind of it with the stories there there are definitely a few more but i think I that's no but we're running out of time there's that, so many more stories to tell and like we could so do a hard. part two 
do part two. We haven't even gotten – we didn't even talk about all our, like, best mates in the office because – Yeah, Sarah and Em and all of them. Um, but they're more part of the dialogue. I would love to get them on talking about stuff in here. I know. We need Which to. I think we'll do an update. It's really hard because we can't really name names. We don't want to offend And anyone. there's a lot of things we can't discuss. But if that gives you a background of what it's like working in a fucking mental asylum. If you want to hear more, let us know. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, let's jump. Quick collide advice. Yeah. Collide advice. I'm going to start with mine. Got them prepared. So I'm going to recommend first and foremost my Gillian Boustred Philippa dress in oh, baby it's blue. So beautiful. Got a lot of compliments on that. It's like really nice linen dresses. It's actually uh, I, we know her and she goes out with Patty. Yeah, mm. and for the big busted lady like me, yeah, it really sits well on your boobs without a bra. <gasps> Oh my god! I know what I'm going to suggest for Clyde advice because I always get asked about our cameras. And okay, I, um, do you I want actually... me to finish or? Oh yeah, sorry. No, We're no, jumping. no. You can go. You no, go. I was trying to find the screenshot because I definitely had it because I sent it to you because I never remember. So you keep going. It's the uh, Fuji worry. Instax Wide 300 Polaroid. How the fuck do you remember that? Because I had to get the fucking image up so many times. It's amazing. Amazing because I've had another Polaroid camera and it was like just took the small ones and I was like, where are all these like other so, bloggers that are Instagramming with the big fat ones and I found it and it was literally sold out. So I've had to go back and there was only I one I had to left. go twice. So you can get it from um, DigiDirect Digi in Bondi Junction. You can order them online. But when they come in store, they sell out really quickly. But what we love about them is that the Polaroid film size is a lot bigger and they're just – they take beautiful photos. Like big and clear and you don't have to worry about and it. And they've like, got different settings. If you're not good at photography, they're great. Pretty easy. And we recently, Ella recently found like an old school VHS camera, which you can also buy online. I feel like they're really trendy just now. So just with hand cams. Hand yeah. cams, really easy to use. And then I'm also going to recommend the Who is Elijah, His, Her perfume scent. It really oh, reminds. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it reminds which me. Which one did you take? What's it? Did you get the smoky one or the sweet one? The His, Her. It a smells like Santel. Yeah. It smells like Santel. So a cheaper version of Lilabo. If you are after yeah. that, you can get that. Um, online we'll link them below but yes that is our office gloss episode we hope you enjoyed we do and um see you for now we'll see you next week with our special guest we've got a very exciting guest we won't name names but i think it's going to be a goodie okay bye. bye